0: I'm kind of over it, to be honest. Mm. Someone put a cat on Twitter this morning that said, "This cat looks like Kylo Ren," and it kind of did.
1: <laughs> looks like he's about to cry mo- most most times. He, he he just kind of looks like he's always on the verge of bursting into bursting into tears. He's like a white John Legend. <laughs> you mean John Mayer? <laughs> no, John. Le- <laughs> John Mayer, John Mayer doesn't look like he's going to cry. No, he is crying all the time. John Legend, however. John looks... Mayer is crying all the time, isn't he? <laughs> On the inside? I, I seriously doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they all look
0: ridiculously happy. <laughs> <laughs> Too much money. i got to choose another accountant.
1: <clears throat> oh, I don't know what new Rolex to buy. <laughs> Let's do this!
0: This is the McYappan Fry's Movie Podcast, our first normal edition of 2016. That's right. I'm Gavin. And I'm Ian. Mean. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We could have said
1: Happy New Year when we did the last one, which was our Star Wars The Force Awakens. No, spoiler but that's, re- that's repeatable content, so but, you don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, to tie we tie that we, up we to we a can, specific we time. We can do that, but um, if any of you have yet to listen to that... By all means, stop listening to this right now and go back and listen to our Star Wars The Force Awakens spoiler cast. If you have
0: seen Star Wars The Force Awakens, Yes, if you haven't (laughs) seen Star Wars,
1: then please do not listen to it.
0: Put it in your bookmark it. Put it in your
1: pocket. Yes, go and watch it and then listen to it.
0: Yeah. And Um, reap the rewards of that choice. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Um, so this is our normal show. We're just going to talk about some movies, get some emails from people, do, um, do a couple of reviews. You've got some movies to review, uh, some comics. I've got a
1: comic book to review. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to review. I'm going to do short reviews of Sisters, The Final Girls, and American Ultra, and also do a review of The Big Short, which came out recently. Oh, excellent! So that's and, a new movie. I forgot that was the one. I forgot about.
1: And uh, I'm going to review the first uh, three issues of. Uh, Superman, an American Alien, the uh, new uh, series by Max Landis. And, gonna, and
0: multiple artists. And I'm not going to review any comics because I just realized how much content we have this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a bit. Yeah. So, um, if you listened to us before or if you haven't, you know that uh, we're sponsored by greenroom136.com, uh, Urban Carry Gear. Um, That's right. Who awesome shit. Awesome shit. Um, they make handmade... Urban carry gear, I think is the term (laughs) they use, but they're bags. They're bags, basically. Backpacks, pocket bags, all this kind of stuff. The clue is in the title. Yeah, including the Pocketbook Bifu, which, besides bags, Green Room 126 also make wallets, not any conventional wallets of leather or vintage nylon variants. Green Room 126 Pocketbooks are unique. Let's talk about their bifold wallet. (laughs) Slowly, chew your food. Most commonly, when you talk about (laughs) nylon wallets, we bring to mind the old-school Velcro wallets used to carry as kids. Noisy Velcro, simple pockets, and cheap fabric. Greenroom's bifold wallet is made up to 10 pockets for all your plastic needs with a dedicated clear window pocket for your ID. No Velcro, because there's no need for them. And the fabric is used, the same fabric, to make their line of tough bags. Unlike the rest, this is one bifold wallet that will not tear. It's stylish and will not pass as a childish wallet of yesteryears. For more uh, details, you can visit greenroom136.com forward slash pocketbook dash bifold. And if you use the discount code GAVYAP, sorry, not GAVYAP, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Fucked it MacYap10 you, you can get a 10% discount You were doing really well I know We'll see how you do later You can get a 10% discount on your purchase By using the code MacYap10 so, MacYap10
1: Yeah. All caps, all small letters Does it
0: matter? Um, I don't think it matters But it's like I, it was all caps in the email I got <laughs> so. so just to be on the safe side All caps No spacing Bring the rain. All right. So there was a lot of news. What we, well, we did a Star Wars podcast. There was a lot of news over Christmas that kind of got buried between Star Wars coming out. Yeah. And other stuff. So there's. Some, I think we'll, there'll be some, well, some trailers. More more trailers than news. I think there'll be some we'll be revisiting. Well, also, I
1: mean, aside from Star Wars, there was the Golden Globes, there were the Oscar nominations. Yeah, but and we it's, don't it's a, sh- we don't really. I know, I know, but so. I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, movie news, the uh, Golden Globe nominations and uh, the the Oscar campaigning has kind of.
0: Yeah kind of sort of like taking over the uh, the movie news circuit
2: hmm.
0: we did have some news uh, one of which is that the d- director of creed ryan uh, coogler is going to direct black panther yep which is pretty cool um i, I think it's um i mean it's it's a hell of a it's yeah. a hell of a score yeah <laughs> i mean but, Creed came and went here already right um i don't think it has no i, I thought mean, somebody know, saw it here and it was like it came and went it wasn't publicized much at the time Right, right. Um, I didn't hear anything about it coming out here. Uh, probably
1: because over Christmas I was dealing with my you know, that band of mutants called my family. Oh, your in-laws and your outlaws. laws um, Well, you know, my mom was staying with me so I pretty much didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was in town mm-hmm. um, as you know mm-hmm. um, and, you know, he's like you know, he, he's like a sonic boom with he's fucking a, legs. He's a time suck. <laughs> he, he is the suck. <laughs> So, well, it I, did, so I didn't get to see shit while they were around, so mm. I have no idea actually whether Creed came or went. But mm. I'm really looking forward to seeing it, and um, looks like Stallone might 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 win the Oscar. Yeah, for uh, best Sporting best actor. Best supporting right? actor. He won the Golden Globe. He won the uh, Critics Choice Award. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I mean, think about that. Two 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 crazy things that have that have now happened that I never thought I'd ever hear. Academy Award winner Sylvester Stallone
0: hang on wait he's already he already yes he won nom- the he yeah.
1: won the oscar uh, for best screenplay for the first rocky but that's different okay you know uh that's this this is before
0: anyone knew how the let the depths he could sing this to. is did you ever think that you'd be
1: seeing stallone win an oscar for acting
0: yeah you did no no
1: yeah i mean that that's
0: that's yeah. crazy here's another thing after I. after the expendables no here's another thing i never thought sorry I'd, after judge Dredd, no after <laughs> stop my mom will shoot no after fucking oscar ever. no Fucking ever. here's another thing i never
1: thought i'd ever hear Best Actor in a Comedy, Christian Bale. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is that for the Big Short? Yeah. He won the, uh, the Critics' Choice Award for uh, Best Actor in a Comedy. We should just say how fucking stupid. I mean, Judd Apatow went on a rant about... Uh, when I was around, it was kind of a comedy bit, but yeah, he was Martian. also quite drunk. Yeah, the, Martian the Martian was nominated and won at the Golden... No, at the Globes, was it? Yes, it won Best, Best Comedy. Best comedy. <laughs> and um,
1: Matt Damon won Best Actor in a Comedy. Yeah, that's fucked. It's stupid. It's so dumb. It's stupid. I mean, uh, Ricky Gervais was brilliant. Did you see how he introduced him? No. It's like our next presenter is the star of the hilarious comedy, The
0: Martian. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. He nearly died. I mean, we, I think we have said before, like, I'm, I'm over... I'm, I'm really just past those award ceremonies there. Well, no, just, I, mean, I, don't sur- sur- I don't sur- give a thing. shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I mean, like, I, I, I watch, like, um,
1: I don't really watch the actual ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just straight away YouTube. To, I just straight away uh, YouTube uh, Ricky Gervais's opening monologue because hmm. I just want to see him like trash people. I couldn't even ask watching that though. I'm just past it now. It's like,
0: and especially he's done it before. He's done it before, and they know they
1: know what to expect, and the cameras are already waiting to get people's reactions, and the reactions yeah. are forced now. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. I don't watch it for that. I watch it because he's genuinely funny. Yeah, yeah. And he speaks the truth. Mm. You know, and he's like saying like Golden Globes are fucking worthless <laughs> they are worthless they're bought and paid for yeah um they are decided by like a i think what? it's the foreign critics society i it? mean the, the it's like under 80 people
0: yeah what yeah, yeah. Is, is it which is the Glo- is, which one's the foreign critics association the, uh golden globes, the golden globes yeah. and it's it's something like 70 plus people who vote and what's the critics choice awards then who
1: votes on that which critics i think it's the la critics Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think I think so, yeah.
0: So, yeah, Circle Jerk Marshall.
1: So, it looks like um, Spotlight will be this year's crash. It'll be the one who uh, beats out the Revenant for Best Picture, even mm-hmm. though Revenant should probably win. Yeah. Uh, it looks like it's definitely Leo's year. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, everything points out. You know, I mean, so he's right? he's been... Fuck, if he
1: loses this time...
0: <laughs> and we'll be finding out how good the Revenant is on the next podcast, because I'm going to go see it Thursday. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything I've heard about it, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Tom
1: Hardy is getting his first Oscar nomination. That was a bit of a shock. Uh, Michael Keaton got snubbed, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the Critics Choice Awards um, best. What, Direct- was,
0: what was Tom Hardy was nominated for? The Revenant. Oh, The Revenant as well. Yeah,
1: and uh, at, at the Critics Choice Awards, um, George Miller won best director. Beat yeah. out beat out the director of The Revenant.
0: I mean, that's more. The Oscars is the big one. It's more interesting to see that Miller Miller did get the uh, nominated for that, he did. and Mad Ma- Ma- Max got um, Mad nominated Max for best G- G- film as well. Mad Max
1: got ten nominations. Yeah, which, which is, is fucking awesome.
0: Yeah um yeah i mean if that could win it'd be amazing
1: i think it, i think it has the most nominations actually yeah. i think i think it might i could be wrong but i think it has the most nominations
0: but you got to play into the fact that you know it's like an older director and they would probably think oh now is his time to reward him for the, all the other ones the same kind well, of way that, they, same way that they. not necessarily not necessarily it of the Rings, is though.
1: it is the best reviewed film of the year
0: oh yeah, that's true but that yeah. doesn't always play into the oscars
1: it doesn't but still i mean like if it wasn't I think it's a little bit more than just giving the guys due. Yeah. It is the best for an action film to be the best reviewed film of the year. Yeah, and is it is a
0: technical tour de force. Yes, with
1: with with you know hardly a plot
0: mm. and
1: not much dialogue from the main character Max, <laughs> which is brilliant. <laughs> yes, because I never understand a fucking word you say anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Your performance was too much more severe. Citizens <laughs> <laughs> of Gotham the fuck is he saying <laughs> <laughs> something like ah blow him up kill yeah. Batman ah. no
0: I said don't shoot him in the head
2: what I <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's been a That's- while it's been so long since I came out for, I first didn't know what you were doing <laughs>
1: and the Oscar goes
0: to it would be great if you wore his Bane mask <laughs> I like to sing Batman <laughs> fuck off <laughs> When I win the award, <laughs> then you are free to go. <laughs> and cut this bit; it's coming too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, changing tack completely. So nope, we've nope. been we've been liking the fa- the flash. Yes. Well, I mean,
1: I. St- I've yet to see any of the second season. I I stopped at season one. Yeah,
0: well, uh, Kevin Smith has been sucking his dick real hard on his podcast. It's trash. uh, What? Like Arrow.
1: It's trash. It's just more fun trash than Arrow. Arrow Arrow is trash that takes itself seriously. It's grimdark trash. Yes. Arrow is trash that takes itself seriously, and that makes it somewhat less pleasurable yeah the flash takes itself seriously but doesn't let you think it's taking itself seriously and has fun with the fact that it's a comic book character so it's fun trash it's silver Arrow comic book trash arrow seems to think it's more than a comic book thing yeah it's not Nah. but uh, Kevin
0: Smith is gonna direct an episode
1: yeah, you know, I don't know why everyone was getting so excited about this. This is not necessarily good news. This is the thing. I
0: mean, <laughs> we're talking about a director who's most known for not moving the camera, and he's doing a show about a guy who travels faster than the speed of sound. You know, I
1: mean, if, if now if the headline read Kevin Smith guest stars in The Flash, I'd hmm. be a lot more excited. Yes. Or Kevin Smith holding... Uh, live podcast with the cast of The Flash. Yeah. I'd be more, more excited about that. Kevin Smith direct or, Kev, or even Kevin Smith writing an episode of The Flash. I'd be happy yeah. about that. Kevin Smith directing an episode of The Flash I'm like, hmm.
0: The following headline is Flash cancelled.
1: It's one of those weird things where it's like, oh that could be cool. could no. it? Could it? No. Oh, I don't know. Did you see Tusk? <laughs> <laughs> no. I still haven't watched it. I like Tusk. Really? But I'll tell you one thing that doesn't happen in Tusk camera movements <laughs> yeah this is the thing
0: it's still it's it's his He jokes about it himself he tends not to move the camera and the flash is all about a guy running around so i don't know how that's gonna work
1: you know i mean is iris gonna is iris gonna go ass to mouth what's gonna happen <laughs> yeah, just. i cannot imagine kevin smith working in a media because the only time kevin smith has ever gone non-r-rated was jersey girl yeah and fucking um what's that Fucking abomination you did with Bruce Willis. Cop out. Cop out. That's yeah. right. <laughs> it couldn't have come with. Which it was co- supposed to be a bunch of dicks. was being already a It was supposed to be a couple of dicks. Yeah. Cop out could not be a more apt title.
0: Yeah. It couldn't be better. Everyone copped out of turning up to work that day. Yeah. Speaking um, of Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That's right. You greedy lazy. You're greedy lazy. Hang on, that. No. Yeah. yeah. So, uh,. <laughs> he's not being greedy. Well, maybe he's been greedy. He's not being so lazy. So uh, we'll get to the in memoriam later about some stuff. Is this,
1: uh, is this the fucking diehard prequel
0: thing? Apparently you know? so. It's apparently. fucking bullshit. They were going to bookend. <laughs> this diehard movie is going to be bookended. So it's basically young. You know Bruce You was, know how
1: you know this movie's going to be bullshit? Because it's a diehard prequel. Because it's. Because it was in the question. Because it's a diehard prequel that goes back and forth between past and present day. Yeah. It's got Len Wiseman calling the shots. And Len Wiseman. When, when, you know a movie's going to be shit when before they even start shooting the director says it's something really fresh and different you've never seen anything like this before
0: we've never well, seen anything we've never seen another like die hard from len wiseman we- if, if if len wiseman could just achieve a die hard maybe okay i mean compared to the 5th die hard len wiseman's die hard is
1: a, a stone cold classic yeah but compared to the 3rd or the 1st yeah yeah it's bullshit no I mean the biggest problem that um, Len Wiseman's Die Hard had is that, that it turned John McClane into like a super cop yeah and he's not a super cop no Um, if you if you ignore that it was actually a fun action movie mm. it wasn't necessarily a great John McClane movie or a great Die Hard movie but it was a pretty damn good action film good hacker movie wasn't that hack wasn't it adapted to be a? Bru- uh, was it the same as the- I think it might have been yeah. it was like you know Timothy fucking elephant you know, and uh, just trying to be all scary, but you just weren't scared of him. No, yeah,
0: wasn't wearing a cowboy hat, so I mean, it wasn't th- he wasn't threatening.
1: Yeah, I mean, the best thing, best thing about that movie was actually Justin Long. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, and which is saying something.
0: So you know, people have been thinking that this would be just like you know, you'd have Bruce Willis, you know, dying in a chair outside eating an orange, and then flash back to the year one or whatever. But it seems like it'll be cutting back the whole time, so it will be more Willis in it. It's one of those things where I guess they're trying to replicate
1: Looper. Where it's like <laughs> shit that happens in the past has direct maybe has I direct uh, consequences in, in in the present day.
0: It's more just bringing up the fact that I didn't realize this is still and I, this is still ongoing. This is and this actually, is actually going to happen. This it's actually, it's a it's such a bad idea.
1: I know. Look, just skip this and just read the Die Hard Year One comic. Oh yes, you mentioned that before. Yeah. Yes, just read that. It's not a brilliant story, but I guarantee you, it's shitloads better yeah. than what they're gonna come up with here. Yeah garbage garbage <laughs> garbage so let's move away from garbage talk about something we're excited about um the first uh, reactions for deadpool mm-hmm. have come in oh really for the like actual movie yep for the actual movie Ooh. and it's glowing really everything is glowing
0: and who are these reactions from
1: these reactions are from uh, this is all from a new-, a new york screening and an la screening um where they thought they were going to be getting a preview of footage, but it turned out they were they turned out they got the whole movie. Hmm. Ryan Reynolds was there. Uh,
0: tim Ryan Reynolds was, uh, was at there a comic con was there a convention or something on, or just screenings?
1: No, nah, it's just screening huh. um, so I think uh, tim Tim Miller, I think was the, so R- Ryan Reynolds is at the New York screening. yeah um and uh, Tim Miller and uh, T j. Miller and Brianna... Um, Hildebrand.
0: She, mega and Rob and,
1: Yes, and Rob Leafield mm. and the screenwriters were at the LA one, and so was Stan Lee. Mm. So here's some of the tweets. Some of the tweets. Um, from Keaton Teller at Keaton Deadpool was amazing. Another one by Rachel Howard. Just saw early screening of Deadpool. The movie is fucking amazing. Everything I was hoping for from the Merc with a Mouth. Um, and then from. Yes, same person. And like all Marvel movies, make sure you wait for the tag at the end of the credits. Self-aware and referential perfect Deadpool. Huh. Uh, shot says, this is how I just spent my afternoon. Officially one of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. So good. <laughs> okay. At uh, PJ underscore Campbell says, oh man, I really, really love Deadpool. Funny, action-packed, and just a blast. As a fan, I'm hugely impressed and happy.
0: These all sound fake.
1: Yep, at, <laughs> at Imagine Bernie. Literally best Marvel movie. I ha- I was low-key hella doubtful, but by far best executed movie I've seen in a long time. Hmm. Just saw Deadpool with Stan Lee, says at Austin, not Duncan.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, at Lucas Siegel says, well, hell you guys, they went and made an amazingly awesome, fun, exciting
0: Deadpool movie. It's outstanding. Cool. I'm 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 heartened by that. I mean, there's a petition online apparently looking for a, a PG thirteen version. I mean, no, but this screening
1: actually did take place because um, I follow Ryan Reynolds on Instagram. Yeah. And he did sort of post pictures. Blake Lively was there. She posted some shit up, and then obviously she loved it. Yes. Yeah. You know. And she, and what she said was pretty funny. She's like, "Who do I have to sleep with to get into this movie?" No, oh, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know what? I I I cannot wait for this movie because yeah. this movie is. Um, a lot's riding on it in the sense that it's one of the first R-rated superhero movies to come along in a while. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily just like R-rated in the sense, because most times if a superhero movie is going to be R-rated, that they then it's going to be something like Kick-Ass, um, where they got to go really dark with it. They got to mm. they got to go really gritty with it. Whereas this is clearly a very colorful R-rated comedy. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I find that very exciting. And also, I, I want it i want it to work because Lord knows, like, Ryan Reynolds has been fucking...
0: He's been banging on this fucking pot for a long time. He's been time. banging
1: on this drum for a really long time. And if it didn't work, it would just be tragic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just worried now. Like, I, I do wonder what's left to show. I mean, the last, I think, I've avoided TV spots as usual. Uh, but their marketing campaign has again been fantastic. Yes, um, they've started publicizing it as a Valentine's Day movie. Yes, which, which is, is brilliant. Great. They have all these and photos the, uh, of, it's, of, of of Ryan Reynolds and uh, Miranda Kerrigan. You know, two of the they're not hideous looking. Yeah, and it just has Deadpool. Like it, you can actually. It's written they're, in that. Fa- they're, they're, it sounds like that font in your head. They're
1: using the uh, the same font as uh, Gary Marshall's Valentine's Day. Yes, and, <laughs> that's uh, how it was. Yeah, nice. yeah, 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 and um, also, and the uh, I think the poster design is based off of the uh, John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale movie. Oh, th- right. Serendipity. Yeah. I think it is. I could be wrong. And I think if you go back and look at Serendipity, I think you'll find it's 20th Century Fox. Nice. No, <laughs> 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 Otherwise, you can't do it. Um, and also, the, uh, it's the best use of um, uh, emojis.
0: Oh, yes. The, I've seen that. There's a billboard the, the skull, on the... skull. There's a skull. The pool of the pool, shit. And and an L. L yeah. Yeah.
1: The, the, that's on Hollywood Boulevard, was it? Yeah. Boulevard. Yep. So, I mean, I really want this movie to, to do well. I mean, first of all, I want it to be good.
0: Yeah. And second of all, I don't want it to be cut in the cinema when I see it here. <laughs> Otherwise, we got to go to Singapore to watch it.
1: I just might. Oh, it's, I, it's I, already... I might actually be there. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my po- oh,
0: maybe that'll be the weekend I popped out to have a look at your show. <laughs> well, the show's in March. No, well, fuck it. I'll pop down anyway. Um, it's already been banned in China. Well, not banned, but just like re- refuse the assert. Just when
1: I thought the movie couldn't get any cooler.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it was just this last few days. It's been yeah, it's in China. They don't have really grading system. It's like yes or no. Yes. And this is a no. It's been banned in China for excessive violence. Hey. Hey. Sounds good to me. Um, keeping it Marvel. Um, you know, Netflix have lined up their shit for the year, and it turns out that well, first of all, Jessica Jones has been renewed, which is yep. good. Have You I, finished that yet? Uh, nope. Have finished s- it. Haven't started because. Because Cause it went to the old stuff. I'm oh, right, yeah. Uh, um, but yes, it's
1: been renewed for a second season and um, looks like Frank Castle
0: is getting a spin-off. Of his own. Looks oh. like he's going to get a spin-off.
1: Yeah. Which, um, um,
0: but Daredevil returns on March the 18th, which sounds to me like a perfect way to spend a hungover post-St. Patrick's Day. Not that I get like raging Boston drunk on St. Patrick's Day, but I might just this year just so I have a reason to stay in bed and watch Netflix all day. Watch Netflix and chill, sorry. Now that we have Netflix in Malaysia... You decide to use um, St. Patrick's Day as the day for you to sort of take it easy.
1: Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you never get drunk any other day.
0: No, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but this all this all good news, especially... I mean, I presume we're getting... I mean, Daredevil, I think, is on the new... On on Malaysian Netflix straight off the bat from launch. Yes, yes. Um, I think Jessica Jones is as well. There's no prior licensing yep. deal in yep. place. So yep. we should be able to watch Daredevil on the 18th on local Malaysian Netflix with no fucking around with VPNs or proxies. Yep. Because that happened, Netflix launched. Yes. We are one step closer to global content domination.
1: Yes, and um, uncensored.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Which is fantastic. We we'll see how long that lasts. There's been a few rumblings from the government about, like, oh, we have to, you know, we would yeah, content must meet our standards. It's like, <laughs> you don't know how must, the, you don't, how the internet, you don't know how the internet works, do you? They don't know shit. Um, did you see? So there was a, there was some um, television awards or television kind of publicity thing going on over the weekend, and there was a lot of footage and stuff came out, or talk about different TV shows come out. One of which was oh, Jesus Christ, the X Files is on next this Sunday. Yeah, the X Files is back this Sunday. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, God. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm excited, but early word is, oh, really? is really bad. Because <laughs> there was a sizzle reel that
0: opens with a UFO crashing in the desert. Did you see that? And it looked real dodge? Um, no, I, I didn't see that. There's a sizzle reel which has a lot more footage in it than what we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, I
1: saw, um, you know, I saw like a making of, like a 20-minute making of, and I saw a fair amount of footage. I saw enough. Uh, saw enough. Um, and it's cool to see the characters again,
0: but chris carter needs to be surgically detached like, from the someone franchise. else
1: needs to write it i think i think chris carter's just at that point where he's like
0: you know you know how it's like you ran out of good ideas in the second season third season
1: dude yeah I-, I mean hmm i i give him a little bit more credit than that because like apparently
0: <laughs> he's already been saying like the series does end on somewhat of a cliffhanger They have an idea for a movie and of course the movie's got to be huge it's not like the other one we did we made a mistake with that was like Who thinks you can do an episode as a fucking movie for your second movie? That's retarded. You finish the alien story and you do it. You (sighs) didn't didn't even
1: do a good episode. I mean, if you really want to do an episode as a movie, do a really good one. Yeah, I can like close my eyes and fucking throw a rock at any of the uh, episodes at season one or two and come up with a better episode than what that second movie was. It's funny because that second movie was the uh, first movie that was reviewed on Front. <laughs>
0: yeah, you mentioned that before. I keep forgetting to watch that. I've never even seen it.
1: <laughs> Don't. And I, I was a, I was a fan of the show. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna see it because you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I love, I love the series. I love, I love the characters.
0: I love the world. I get, the, um, I get chills when they have even the revamped the, the tune is getting. Yeah,
1: there. you know, even when that theme song comes on, I'm like, oh fuck it, I'm there. <laughs> just take, just take the money, man. <laughs> The fuck! Just take them fucking take the (laughs) fucking money. (coughs) Nicely done. So good. I had the CD, man. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Mark Frost? (laughs) It was Mark Snow. I had both CDs. I had like the uh, the 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 instrumental shit and. and, and and songs, songs in the key of songs X. Songs in the
0: key of X. <laughs> I remember that. Songs in the key of X. I oh had that god, shit. that was like bands doing like songs inspired by the X Files. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, that was awful. It was. It was. Ah, it was really Jesus. bad. I think so. Maybe it was just Fox was at this uh, this TV well, show. The, thing. But there was a
1: lot of that shit going on. You know, you had fucking a, you had a Simpsons CD out there. You had all kinds of shit.
0: Yeah, do the Batman. Do the Bartman. Do the Bartman was number one in deep, the world. Deep right?
1: trouble. Fucking Homer Simpson singing Born Under a Bad Sign. <laughs> Fucking awesome. <too. laughs> you know, but my favorite was the uh, the um, Smithers and um,
0: Mr. Burns. What was that one again? It's like,
1: look at all those idiots. Oh, look at all those, those
0: fools. fools. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember that. That CD is somewhere at home, yeah. I think. Oh, my God. That, again, that was like my cousin had a CD player and that was one of the first CDs you got that in Labyrinth. Wow. Nope. Tying. A planet
1: full of fools.
0: I've heard that in so many years. I know, Jesus. I know. I, th- I want. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> See download if it's on. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might have just been Fox at this um, announcement thing because there was also talk about Fox do- looking to do a for Sutherland-less twenty-four called Twenty-four Legacy. Yeah. I don't, it'll never Clearly, work. they haven't learned anything from the Born Legacy. No. I think yeah. Dude, the
1: only reason people stuck around for twenty-four was was because of Jack Bauer. You do twenty-four
0: without without Jack Bauer. It's pointless. Pointless. Yeah. Hmm. There wasn't much other news. Do you have any other news? I got mostly trailers after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of trailers because a lot of movies coming out. It is like the like I said, the X Files is this Sunday. I was like, oh. And there's a whole load of movies coming out, like Deadpool is not that not, not, not far off. There's a lot of movies coming out, and it's like, shit's getting real. Yep. Real fast. Yep. Um, Did you see the second trailer for Hail Caesar? No, no, I just... Uh, this is not even just a teaser. It's about a teaser. It's just a scene from the movie where, obviously, Ray, Ray Fiennes is a very pissed-off director trying to get an American-leading man to do an English accent and say, would, it do, would, it, would that a torso simple? And he just keeps fucking out up. And it's one of those Simpsons-style jokes, scenes you mentioned them, where it's funny, mm-hmm. it stops being funny, it gets funny again, then it's hilarious. And then there's a kick in the end of it. And it's a quick little clip. It's very cool. We'll have it on the site as well. That's for Hell Caesar. That's the new Coen Brothers movie. So that's again, that's coming pretty soon too.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I saw the first trailer for it and I was like, oh, look, I'm already sold. Yeah. I, I don't need to see anything else. Yeah. And the Coen Brothers, are, they are filmmakers that I really... The, the less I know, the better. Yeah. I really like to just go and watch their movies knowing as little as possible. Yeah. And I've done that with pretty much all of their films. Mm. Like, I'll watch the first teaser, I'm no, like, that's yeah. enough. Yeah. That's enough, that's all I need. You know, a lot of the times, I find, I if, if I do watch a trailer... Because they're hard filmmakers to market, especially their comedies.
0: Yeah. Um, And even the way they're marketing this is, like, it's I, it appeals to me, but I don't know if, you know, Joe Soap and the heartland of america would like look at this music why is everyone overacting or why is everyone being weird you know what i mean they might not get yeah. the the uh, yeah. you know i'm not talking down to people but like it is a and most most of uh middle
1: america right now fucking hate clooney yeah because of all of this plot. yes yeah. <laughs> but no i'm down i I didn't need to see the other trailer for it
0: it's just it's a really funny trailer that's gonna be a really funny section in the film if it's still in the film because you know sometimes they lose shit at the last minute Ah, uh, but um Another trailer that came out. Let's to TV for a second. It was Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three. This mm-hmm. is J.J. J. Abrams and Bad Robot doing a Stephen King novel, which is about James Franco traveling in time to supposedly stop to try z- and stop the assassination of, of uh, JFK. JFK. Um, JFK. I, this?
1: I, I saw the trailer. Um, trailer looks interesting. I've mm. read the book. Mm. And oh, it's it's, uh, it's what's his name? Oh, you read Stephen King. Stephen King. And it's, yeah, both, no, it's,
0: it's uh, Cooper as well, isn't it? Um, no, no, no. It's uh, Stephen King. But the the other actor. Oh, uh, what is it? Chris Cooper's song. Chris about. Cooper, yeah. yeah. Um, the book is brilliant. Oh, it is actually brilliant. Is it? Yeah. I remember hearing about the time and like not knowing. Stephen King. Uh, yeah, I wait for the movie most of the time. <laughs> I mean,
1: uh, I-, I loved the book. Really, the book was amazing. Oh, um, it's got a real sort
0: of. I mean, it's very clever, uh, with a real uh, strong emotional core. And has it got a satisfying ending? Because when you're talking about traveling back in time to stop the assassination of kennedy when it's, it's um, like predestination well, I mean, you I, wanna, I, a time I, travel movie's got to have a satisfying end did you find it satisfying
1: in the book i did yes yeah. yes i mean it's it's crazy i mean it's a crazy novel okay um so i, I don't know how i mean <laughs> i don't know how they're going to do it cuz um, it, 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 yeah i mean it really depend it's it really depends on how uh, how it's been executed yeah uh but if it's got jj J. abrams behind it yeah. then
0: the ending will be rubbish <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it'll peter out after we'll the. We'll see. We'll see.
1: We'll see who uh, uh, who's uh, who's adapted it. But but the book is amazing. I mean, the source material is brilliant. Hmm. Um, James Franco is not at all who I would have imagined. Really? Who would
0: you have imagined in the role? I well, that's just it. I mean, like he. Uh, uh, is it an everyman character? Holy th- shit! Is this this isn't set in Maine? <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> was was this the first Stephen King movie not set in Maine?
1: Um, no, no, no. Um, But um, I mean I liked the trailer Uh, Based on the trailer It looks like uh, All of the beats are there Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the execution From what I've
0: heard They've changed it up So that to avoid voiceover They've added a character For Franco to talk to I heard that from one From the interview Where I saw the actual um, Right uh, Trailer But Uh, I mean yeah It looks like an intro He goes into a broom closet And he comes out in the 60s Yes pretty much And the interesting thing I found about it Was that like Chris Cooper warns him About some stuff And he's saying like when you try to change time time doesn't want to be changed it pushes back yes and that was an interesting concept and the way they uh, execute that looks interesting
1: yeah no i mean uh you know that that is also from the book is that um is that yeah time doesn't want to be changed it's not so much that it puts that it pushes back is that it's just that it's not so easy Mm. you cannot just like oh like um this person is supposed to buy like a you know, buy, buy a newspaper from this store. You can't just go there and buy all the newspapers. It's not that simple. Mm. There Things
0: will happen to stop you from doing that. Oh, like, you know, the Butterfly Effect from that movie. What was it called? The butterfly Effect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of that movie where Jared Padre is trying to get a green card?
0: Oh, I don't know. Was it Visa or something?
1: Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the book is really really good. I mean, I am a. You I know am that a, one
0: where Keanu Reed has to speed on that bus and keep it at a certain speed, and if he goes below that speed, the bus will blow up. What's that called? Mm. Rush hour. Yeah. No. So that's what that's the Simpsons. <laughs> that's uh, spaced. And who else did that joke?
2: <laughs>
0: uh, that 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 I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Either way, for TV, and it's 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 uh, a <laughs> Hulu. It's, Hulu. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a special event as well. Like it's six or eight episodes. I think so, yes. Uh, sounds interesting.
1: Which is the way to go? Which is the way to go? Because yeah. it's a sprawling fucking novel. Like the novel's like 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 the size of the Bible. Oh, really? It's a really thick book. Oh. I mean, I can't remember, but um, I remember I was amazed I got through it. Mm. Every time I see a novel that's over like 700 pages, I'm like
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm like feed me. I don't, I don't
1: know. It's like I'm, I'm still interested. amazed that I read Lord of the Rings. No. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. so
0: yeah, uh, I hope it's good. Uh, another trailer you just watched, I think, was the Elvis and Nixon trailer, right? Yeah. Just the concept of this alone blew my mind. Michael Shannon as, as Elvis. Elvis. And Kevin Spacey as Nixon. It's bizarre. It's genius. It is. I mean, I like the fact that, what was it? What was the one before um, was it the one before Christmas where I had Michael Shannon as a drug dealer? Um, the night before Christmas or the night before. Right. Michael Shannon played a drug dealer in that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even hear about after Christmas when it came. It presumably came out at Christmas, so I didn't even hear yeah, any more. But it's supposed to be quite funny. But it just it's nice he's played so many intense crazy motherfuckers. It's nice to see him play slightly different intense crazy motherfuckers. And Elvis is right there in that. It's list.
1: nice to see him have some fun.
0: Yes. You know. Um
1: Um it looks funny. Mm. I, I just hope that um because it is one of those movies where can you sustain that for uh a, a full length feature? Yeah. It, um, the you know the trailer was very funny. It it looks like the actors are having fun, mm. but it looks like they're focusing primarily on that particular meeting. Or has it had many meetings? Did they? Um, and no, I'm just sort of curious. Like, is that the whole film? Mm. You know, is
0: it's just the two of them sitting in the Oval Office
1: Is it kind of like a play? I mean, what is it? Mm. Uh, so I just you know I mean I I'm interested to see it, but um, it does kind of give off that vibe of a of a trailer that has shown all of its
0: good bits you know best bits Mm. looks like fun
1: still gonna see it
0: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um. I want to say after the last uh, proper regular edition of the podcast I saw that trailer for Midnight Special and wow that looks amazing it looks great right it looks really really fucking good so I can't wait for that
1: you know it it looks like like an Amblin movie Mm. but
0: um, you know with a little bit of a edge yeah it's got like it's all edge it's nothing Mm -hmm. but edge Mm -hmm. all the way around um we'll fly through some more weird trailers that came up um what was that more recently thing? so more recently yeah there was the high rise you see the trailer for this with tom hiddleston no based on jg ballard's book it's a very cool trailer it's very it's got this weird 70s 80s synthy music playing there's a kind of a a little bit of a you're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. from the cohen brothers Mm -hmm. Uh, a serious man serious man which actually i did see that one point. Uh, trailer where it is it's someone repeatedly asking that and it's just like weird imagery like Tom Hiddleston pl- uh, playing squash like in a suit and like a shirt and tie kind of thing going on and right. it's a weird seventies mall and it's it's a JG Ballard kind of not science fiction but not literary book yeah um the author of the Crash he was the world well, well, Crash but the, the author of the Crash fucking not the Oscar winning yes, movie the author of Crash the author of uh, Empire of the Sun the Drowned World was that another one mm-hmm. of his? they've been talking about trying to make for years mm-hmm. and it just looks very stylish very cool and really awesome music running through it there's just flashes of like there's like little flashes of Tom Hiddleston dancing in hallways with air hostesses and like there's all his his voiceover about his his character's happy in there and like it's a it's a self-contained building and then things kind of go wrong and then judge dread and echo uh Uwais turn up and it's a mix of the dread and the red from what I can see uh from what I've read, like in terms of reviews, it's a very divisive mm. film. Oh yeah, I mean the- even the book itself, like I say, the book is not sci-fi, it's not literary, it's yeah. a, it's not like he's not trying to save everyone in the building. It looks I like think. a it it looks like a Durian film from everything I've heard about, it, is that you either love it or hate it. Yeah. And the trailer, yeah. I fucking love it. So take a look at that. We'll do. Um, we had some other big fucking trailers come out just, be- just right before Christmas. We had the Sorry. trailer for X-Men Apocalypse. Yep. Well, don't, don't, you, don't care. Really?
1: Don't care. Was not at all moved by it. Would you like, did you like first? It's combat? like Hunger Games 4, you know, it's like, I actually fuck. haven't bothered. I have watched 304 because I'm waiting for the,
0: was waiting for it to all come out and watch it. It's one go. of those
1: movies that I'm going to watch because I've already seen the rest of them. Hmm. And I will watch it because of that. Like, Day, did, you, did, you did you like Days of Future Past? Days of Future Past was okay. You know, I mean, I thought it was a better trailer than it was a movie. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, and... X-Men Apocalypse, I don't know, I just you know the, there are certain aspects of it that look pretty cool, but i like I'm I'm fucking pissed that somehow like Mystique is like taking over. W- what's all this shit about? Jennifer Lovers makes Bank. I know, but that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't uh, matter with an X with the X-Men franchise. I know. You know I mean
0: and, I, what I like is the fact that everyone is rocking 80s long hair. I like and, that. And like like and, like, and, like, and like m- jackets rolled up with the sleeves. Yeah. That looks fucking No,
1: that's fine, you know. Yeah. Mohawk sto- Storm, am I'm, I'm cool with that but ha- but suddenly having like j law in there like going like oh i'm i'm taking over this shit and i'm going to fight i mean it's like it's so calculated that uh, that that it just takes me out of the whole experience i'm like this is total bullshit this has no place this has no place anywhere
0: mystique is a list character who dips in and out and causes trouble
1: yes You know, it's a cool character. Yeah. But suddenly, because this person is a star, now suddenly she's gonna lead them. I mean, I mean, okay, I could be wrong. Maybe that's not what the movie's about. But that's that's the impression the trailer gives. Very much so, yeah. And as as, and I'm not like a huge. Okay, I am a big X Men fan, but but I'm I'm not like I'm not like one of those guys that's like super. you know, anal about about, about what should be canon. Yeah. But this is so, so calculated Mm. that it just sort of sticks out like a sore thumb. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, okay, before you would bitch about the fact that like, you know, why does Wolverine get all the play? But then again, Wolverine... Got all the play in the fucking comic too. Yeah. He's always been the most popular character. There's a great. Nobody a, gives a fuck about Mystique in the comics before this shit. No, no. It's like, I mean, yeah, I mean, cool, she'd pop in and out, but if she was to be killed off,
0: no one would give a shit. She already was a couple of times, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no she, one.
1: No one gives a fuck.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, but because. There's, there's, there's that great ground, you know, that, that, the flash site Newgrounds, they have a great little kind of animation of, you know, Wolverine's like, Wolverine, you will go with this team to Australia and you will also go with the other team next the Uncanny X-Men, to Wales. And you will also come with this other team to the Arctic. And it was just a series of sketches of like Wolverine walking in going, How's it going, eh? I got here as quick as I could. <laughs> because he's Canadian and that's the way he would speak. <laughs> come on, you big Canuck. So, and every so- time someone doesn't look, Jean Grey just bursts into flames like, I'm evil! No, I'm, I'm fine. Sorry, did I cough? I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, I just got
0: here, eh? Yeah.
1: So, I mean, in terms of the trailer itself it doesn't look like it's gonna be a horrible film. No,
0: I mean, it looks like it's gonna be interesting to see what Oscar Isaac does with all that shit on top of his head. Yeah. Um, He's wearing a very unwieldy looking costume, but considering how goddamn winning he was in Star Wars, if he's gonna be- Oscar
1: Oscar Isaac is an amazing
0: actor. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's like, you put anyone in that level of crap, he's blue. He's wearing, what I can't figure out is what's going on with the top of his head. He's not bald, he's got like a, it's not a hat, but it's not a, a back of a hat. What's going on with that thing? And also, I mean, for some
1: bizarre reason, like, I, I just can't buy Olivia Munn's Psylocke. Hmm. I, I, just,
0: I just can't buy it. I keep expecting to see a G4 microphone in I, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I can't buy it. It's a good, she's a good look though. We'll see what she can do. She's, got, I a think go, she's, got, she's got a good got a look, look, but
1: I, I can't, I can't buy it. There's so many things that I cannot buy in this movie. That that I just find it really hard to get excited about it, even though it's probably I mean, and you know, it's probably going to be an okay movie. but the singer knows what he's doing. I just mm, that's not always true. Most of what with the X Men he has. That's you know so (laughs) that's not always true. (laughs) You know he Superman. Yeah, Superman Returns. Jack the Giant Slayer. I
0: still haven't watched that. Yeah.
1: Jack, I unfortunately I have. Um, even Valkyrie there were parts of Valkyrie where it's like what do you want what's going on what you? you know I mean yeah. he slipped on the banana peel more times than any X-Files fan cares to any X-Men fan <laughs> cares to admit well that's why he's
0: back at the X-Men because he's like shit I need to make some money the other big one that came out before Christmas was uh, Star Trek and the Furious god this trailer
1: sucked <laughs> Star Trek Beyond Star Trek Beyond The tr- I, I, I mean like I watched this trailer with my jaw on the floor in the worst possible way.
0: I was like, <laughs> oh my god. We've got no ship. I'm like, what? It's called Star Trek, not Planet Trek. It's like, there's no ship.
1: Please, please. Don't no, have someone no, on a dirt bike no, no, doing a jump. Nothing with wheels. Nothing with wheels. Oh, oh there's fuck. a dirt bike.
0: <laughs> and it's a dirt bike doing a, a sweet jump.
1: At least they didn't say from the director of Fast and Furious. Hmm. Um, You know what? It's salvageable, I, I've, but... I've, 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 I've read the interviews with Justin Lin and Simon Peck saying that, like, it's two minutes of yeah. a movie. And also the fact that it had that... I would refer reform- to them to
0: Marketing 101, which says that if you have two minutes, show the two minutes are going to get people to like your fucking movie.
1: And mm-hmm. choose, a, choose a song that is not going to... Annoy the fuck out of Star-, Star Trek, out Trek, fan. Star Trek fans. I
0: mean, it's, what did... I was... Like, it wasn't... Into Darkness wasn't awful. It wasn't awful, it just didn't make any sense. Well, you didn't like it. But I can't remember. <laughs> no, no, I mean what, what, what okay. I mean I enjoyed no, no, it. No, I've s- seen it like a couple of times Into, since.
1: Into darkness, you see, like again, we're like with Into Darkness, you gotta talk about it the same way you talk about Force Awakens. You gotta, yep. you gotta look at it as okay, on one hand, was it an entertaining movie? Yes it was. Yeah. On the other hand as a fan, what are, what are the issues you had and you got, you know, so, mm, so, of that. so, but well, like, so, I, I
0: still, I thought that all balanced out and I enjoyed it, but whenever I've heard it mentioned in regards to interviews with the, with the, the Force Awakens and with this as well, because he's behind it, um, People tend to shit on uh, Into Darkness now these days. It seems to be just regarded as a bad film. They were shitting on Into Darkness when it came out as well. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessarily shitting on. I didn't know. I I didn't think it was worth shitting on. Hmm.
1: You know, but I I wasn't. I, I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one. Hmm. The
0: first one is classic.
1: The first one was incredibly well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I still think that the fir- that that the first Star Trek is J. J. Abrams' best Star Wars
0: movie. Hmm. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. that was it. I mean, he couldn't get Star Wars, so he made Star Trek Star yeah, Wars. And yeah, And then, then he got Star Wars,
1: Star Wars and he's like, Aw, oh, fuck!
0: I mean, but I, and I was like, just give him all the fucking toys then, won't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ! What's he doing next? Conan? Howard the Duck? Fucking, what, else, what other toys are left in the... T- I would totally pay to see J.J. Abrams reboot Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time, though. I'm giving everything else. Fucking mask is going to be him. Probably Actually, okay, if you could choose any director to reboot Howard the Duck, who would it be? I don't know. I'm not the big fan of the comic. I never got into the comic. Oh, but just
1: the character. What the, you know, that fucking that, that shit talking fucking duck from the seventies. That's <laughs> it, I'm
0: not that familiar with him, so I wouldn't, you know. Werner Herzog? That's brilliant. William <laughs> <laughs> Friedkin. <laughs> <laughs> Werner Herzog is my answer to everything. Verner yeah. Herzog's mask would be pretty good. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright? Yeah, Edgar, yeah. Can, Edgar can pull anything up. Actually, so. fucking, you know what? Terry Gilliam. Mm. Terry would fail miserably, though.
1: Terry Gilliam's Howard the Duck. Who wouldn't see that?
0: A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, everyone, because he's... <laughs>
1: because he's batshit insane. Yeah,
0: pretty much. Okay. But yeah, the, the, the application of uh, motorbikes to the Star Trek franchise and having it planet-bound, I don't know, maybe it's to make it more exciting, but... Nicholas Cage should be the voice of, of Howard the Duck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine that through a duck filter. It's like everything'll be alright if you just calm down <laughs> What was his line at the end of Guardians? Uh, uh, burn, uh burns when it goes down. Burns when it goes down. <laughs> yeah. Um there's some what the fuck trailers, so you know, teenage ninja Turtles, fuck it. <laughs> you
1: know what? It looks fun. <laughs> as far as trailers go, yeah.
0: it looks fun. Yeah, you I got, mean, Bebop and Rocksteady got, look cool, but You got uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. Is Shredder CGI in that trailer? I have no idea. He looks like he's CGI because I think, um, I want to say William Freakin, but it's not. It's William Fickner. William Fickner. Like, apparently, I think the, the scuttlebutt was that William Fickner was supposed to be Shredder, but when people, when fans, when the internet freaked out about it, they created the other guy. Mm-hmm. But, he looks CGI. He looks more CGI than Bebop and Rocksteady, which that, is odd.
1: That bit at the end of the
0: tank—that was funny. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's still—it's got—it's tricky. I mean, it's uh, and I just find it's just weird to see Arrow Stephen Amell as Casey Jones. I keep thinking, where's Elias Kutsais? Like he just, I, Casey Jones has long hair, right? He always had long hair. It, it was invented in the comics, right?
1: This is Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles.
0: Yeah, I know, but that just looked weird. And it's he's just grinning too much. I don't know. So that was, yeah, whatever. There's um, okay. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon 2 sort of destiny trailer that I caught up on that looked horrible mm, it just looked like a lot of bad cgi fighting i don't even remember who i thought they were all dead from the first one
1: no no and fat died in the first one sorry <laughs> spoilers <laughs> Zhang ji right just yeah. Just, just yeah, just yeah. In the waterfall yeah 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 i remember that much yeah michelle yo lived yeah. michelle yo needs money yeah <laughs> that's the title of this podcast
0: yeah michelle yo needs money it's great for it's great for search engine optimization <laughs> There was a story, There was a trailer for the, the big fucking giant. Um, big fucking giant actually looks pretty fun. I don't know. It looked like the ba- like the music was Harry was uh, Char- <gasps> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Harry Potter, and
1: I, I know, know. But
0: it's it's Steven Spielberg directing a movie about a big fucking giant. How bad can I, it be? I don't know. It just it didn't seem to me like the big fucking giant I was thinking
1: of. What about the Legend of Tarzan and the and the personal trainer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All I remember from this trailer have was that Samuel L. Jackson's giving his, as usual, resta- restrained performance. I know,
1: I know, but you see Tarzan, and you're like, wow, this guy's really been to the gym. Yeah, <laughs> It's like, no one gets that cut. In the jungle. In the jungle.
0: <laughs>
1: you might you might be fit and lean, but you're not cut. But it might have, you know, Samuel L. Jackson... The way, the way, that, the way that he's, uh, you know, the way that his body's been sculpted yeah. is really like, that's a... That's a personal trainer. Yeah. That's not swinging from fucking trees. <laughs> uh, and I mean
0: at the end of the trailer, Simon L. Jackson might as well be saying, You're you you know, your motherfucking Your motherfucking Tarzan go to the motherfucking jungle. You mm. know what I mean? There's a whole like thing is like, You're, you're Lord Greystoke, Lord of the, fucking Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, go do shit.
1: Lord of motherfucking Greystoke back the motherfucking Jane. Yeah,
0: Christopher <laughs> Weitz even says he's Tarzan, you're Jane, he will come, or something like that. It's like, I know it is, apparently it is a, it's not, you know, an origin story, but it's just Samuel L. Jackson just running around like he's playing one of Quentin Tarantino's racist characters and it just looks weird. Samuel L. Jackson just officially reserves all of his really subtle acting for Tarantino. Yeah, I mean, but putting him and Christoph Weitz in it together, it's like, a, it's like, like Nitro and Glycerin after fucking Spectre. Yeah. Like Christoph Weitz is not doing well with these things.
1: well, He's got to stop fucking mugging it up as this crazy, like, mm, I'm going to destroy the universe. Yeah, You know, he, he might as well just start playing Marvin the Martian. Yeah, I mean, that would, I'd go see that. I'd go see that. Space, Space Jam 2. Christ- Christopher <laughs> Waltz. Christoph Waltz is Marvin the Martian. Yeah,
0: he seems to have, instead of taking the template Special for his... Special appearance by Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> as Daffy Duck. Um... <laughs> Instead of taking his template as the character he played in Inglorious Bastards, he'd be going off the green arrow. lantern yeah. uh wait, which one? Hornet. Hornet. Green Hornet movie. Which is yeah. weird. I mean that was an awful character. And yeah. he's he, he did best. that in Spectre, he did that again in something else recently. The best performance in the Green Hornet was James Franco in the beginning.
1: Huh?
0: He was the guy That Christoph Waltz kills. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just like Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> um what was the other one we had? So it like that. Um Oh yeah, so we mentioned J.J. J. Abrams, so we can't finish off our trailers without talking about Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I think calling it Cloverfield Lane is like Cloverfield is not a cultural touchstone, no matter how much you want it to be. So this is a movie by J.J. J. Abrams, Bad Robot Productions. Who the fuck's directing it again? I can't remember. Yeah, but Elizabeth, Elizabeth Winsome and mm-hmm. uh, John Goodman. Yep. Um, that looked interesting. It looks. It looks. It looks cool. I mean, it does everything that a good teaser is supposed to do, apart from the fucking name.
1: Yes, the name is just. It's like apparently it's got nothing to do with Cloverfield,
0: which is why don't put the fucking yeah, which is
1: why exactly don't put that shit. Because it's three people
0: who are in a bunker and apparently something's happened outside. And after a while, it looks like one of them's going a bit loopy, and they want to get out because they're not sure is it really bad outside or not. What was that? It was a movie like wasn't there a French movie like that recently? Some. Was the one about the vault or something or the below? Something like that. Yeah. When I say recently, I mean two thousand thirteen. I haven't (laughs) seen it. Neither of us saw it. it looked like a cool trailer, but that kind of thing is like, well, we're going. Everything's going to do shit in here. It's it's got to be better outside, and it's like the trailer. It's a great trailer. Mm. It does end with you know one of them looking at the glass and just like you're like, what the fuck did they see? What the fuck did I see? Mm-hmm. Like that's because that's obviously well, it's a great trailer. It's yeah. just I, it's just a very misleading title. Yeah, it's still... It shouldn't be called that. Yeah. Moving on from our news, um, there's some sad, obviously news. You've obviously probably most of you have heard already that uh, Alan Rickman passed away, and mm-hmm. David Bowie. Um, it's, I mean, as far as a, a first month
1: of a year goes, it sucks. It sucks. Um, Alan Rickman, David Bowie, Natalie Cole, and uh, earlier today, Glenn Frey, yeah, from Eagles, right? Yeah, and
0: Angus Scrim from the Phantasm movie, yes, well, Angus well. Scrim as well. Yes, apparently, so, and they're they're re released. JJ is all over this fucking podcast. Apparently, he's uh, overseeing a uh, cleanup of the first Phantasm movie for re release this year. Oh, wow, and um. They're doing another one. Oh, he's in one. They shot another one. Like I think Phantasm four, five. I never got into the Phantasm movies. You? Uh, no. That's the fifth film, Phantasm Ravager, which was set for a release later this year as well. But so, uh, so, I mean, as far as um,
1: I mean David Bowie and
0: Alan Rickman obviously are giants at their field. Yeah, I mean Alan Rickman, just
1: you know, there's you know, there's no words for it. Yeah. You know, same thing with David Bowie. I mean, it's 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 one of those things you know, you know um, actors or singers or celebrities, you know, they pass away. And it's sad, but it they don't always get to you. Hmm. You know, like the last one that got really got to me was uh, Robin Williams. Hmm. Like when Robin Williams passed, it's like you really did feel like you lost something. Yeah. Like the world lost something. You know, and uh, with, you know... Natalie Cole, I mean, giant, but I wasn't super familiar with her stuff. Yeah, well, after Um,
0: her, it It, it was a long time ago that she did the the duet with her, the duets album with her dad and stuff. And after that, I wasn't so familiar with her work. Yeah. But Um, Alan Rickman and David Bowie would just turn up and things.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I mean, David David Bowie, you know, uh, people forget uh, what an amazing movie career he had. Yeah. Uh, Because he was so influential in so many ways, like, I mean, his music career... You know, um, you know, Ziggy Stardust. His drum and bass album.
0: It's just fucking brilliant, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Mer- Labyrinth. I mean, we watch Labyrinth again on Saturday. It is, yeah. I mean, again, it's very hard for me to divorce Labyrinth from like not being like what eight or whatever when the fuck yeah. came out. Yeah. But it is just like where people would, might say, older people or, you know, people are people watching it now might be like, well, this is just weird. Like at the time, it's like, no, that's just the 80s. Yeah. That's David Bowie is totally, that's perfectly acceptable that the Goblin King would dress and act that way and it, it's a perfect role and it, you don't see it as a role, you see it as a person like that. Yeah. I mean, but that's, but but uh, he was just so clever uh, at choosing roles
1: that, mm. that fit him yeah. really well. Like a, not, a lot of like uh, singers, when they, when musicians, when they do movies, they don't choose roles that fit them. Yeah. Um, and he was very clever about, you know, subverting all of that, you know, with the man who fell to earth, Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, the hunger, the hunger, um, um the prestige, the prestige playing Tesla. <laughs> you know, yeah, this brilliant. Is cool. <laughs> brilliant. You know, um,
0: just, yeah. Wasn't he the bad guy in the invisibles, the cartoon movie, Luke Besson, he voiced the character can't remember i think it was because i remember have. seeing clips of it and going like this is fucking weird and you know just alan rickman
1: i mean it's hard to believe that um die hard was his first movie
0: yeah you and know? that classic shot of him falling they told him it was uh, on the count of five and they dropped him on one <laughs> when he falls at the end onto a 30-foot drop so yeah. that look on his face as he's falling is, real. It's, it's real it's real which is beautiful um you know? but he's also just like the you know so many kind of snarky roles i mean he, he, he the, the wig made him look a lot younger than you thought. I thought he was a lot younger from the wig in Harry Potter. Yeah. Then he didn't realize he was sixty-nine. Um. Um.
1: You know, but also just you know, truly madly deeply. Um. Yeah. Dogma. Um,
0: dogma, where he was basically doing a Frankie Frankie Howard kind of impression, almost. Yeah, was a weird yeah. thing going on there. You know, Love Actually. Um. He's right, Dick
1: in an, uh, in um, Love Actually. Yeah, he was. He
0: was Arthur in the Invisibles. Okay.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, they're all just giants. I mean, of course, you know. Oh, of um, course, and also ship- uh, the Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest, also um, Robin Hood, Prince of
0: Thieves. I'm gonna dig his hair out with a spoon. Ugh. Why not a knife? Why a spoon? Because it's dull, you idiot. It'll hurt more. And the classic. Like, he. Could, it's so weird to think that was like because he's fucking. He's like new romantic catnip. Yeah. He's yeah, got yeah. great fucking hair, great beard. beard. Like you. Come to my room at ten thirty. You eleven. Bring a friend. Yeah. No, it was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic stuff. They will very sorry. They will be very sorely missed. All of them. yeah. Uh, it's, sad, it's sad that we start the year? Yeah. Moving on to cool stuff. You got cool stuff. Um. We'll a bit. We're getting there. We're getting
1: there. Hmm? Some quick cool stuff. Yes. Uh, I mean, my cool stuff is to uh, well, cheer everyone up that. Said, no, no, it's 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 posters. Of course it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a very cool um series uh at Hero Complex Gallery called Quattro with a Shotgun. Uh huh. And it's got some very very cool prints uh, from some of my favorite movies. There's a cool Dead Alive print. You mean Brain Dead? Yes, Brain Dead. <laughs> brain dead. There's, a a there's a there's a very cool uh, tombstone print. Um, that's nice. uh, also, uh, Lost Boys. There's a very cool print where it, it captures all of the key bits. Yeah, I saw that one. That's nice. And there's a cool John Wick print as well. Which is that's a ca- oh, And there, a yeah. very cool Aliens print uh, that recreates that 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 sort of shows that moment where Newt is um, in sort the floor, of half submerged under the under the water, and then the fucking alien uh, pops up behind her.
0: That's a really good foot fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 45 dollars yeah. and also this is a really big badass one.
0: Oh, oh i've seen that one that's the one i saw yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's, it's it's the usual kind of a series of heads but my god what a series of heads they and, are. If,
1: and if you're a cronenberg fan there's a cool poster for the hidden nice there's a lot of cool posters so this is a really good series it's called quattro with a shotgun at hero complex gallery if you're into cool posters check
0: it out uh, all the stuff, nail, Lego were nailing it as usual. This week now, I think it was January 12th, I think it was, was the 50th anniversary of Batman 1966. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lego released the Batman nineteen sixty six set, which comes with uh, state parts, a, a section of Stately Wayne Manor with the Batpoles, the Batmobile, Batcopter, of the bat cave with all the bits and bobs of the computers where someone i only found a twitter account over christmas but it's basically just a twitter account that has screenshots of all the labels because everything in those movies was la- in those tv shows was labeled oh yeah like the back pewter yeah yeah, or, yeah, yeah, know, yeah yeah it was Esca- it was it was like this, oh it and was. It's, it's a fun fant- i must link it because it's a i was looking through this this twitter account for ages just because it's like oh my god they really went nuts with the labeling um, it comes with Catwoman, it comes with Penguin, it comes with the Riddler and Joker. It's the Lego stuff has been brilliant. It's just that Lego's not fucking cheap. Now. Yeah, this is going to be 269 US dollars. Um, <laughs> Lego is
1: a f- has, hasn't been a kid's toy in a very long time.
0: No, it hasn't. And, oh, guys, yeah, it looks so cool. Uh, so good. Um, we mentioned Aliens again, but, again, this just seems to be every fucking week. There was a, there's more um, machines. Have you seen these? Uh yeah, I've seen them. So these were a while ago, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. uh little small die-cast models you get the dropship we, we talked about them in a previous Was episode. it the pre we didn't talk about yeah. these ones? We? we did, we did, we did. Are you sure? Yes.
1: Positive. Oh.
0: Yeah. Well, but well, you can
1: you can talk about them now again if you want. <laughs> cool.
0: I mean, it's get yeah, it's basically just micro machines or matchbox toys style. Mm-hmm. Um the one with the dropship looks cool cuz it comes with an easy tiny little APC you can slide out, which is cool. And uh you know, it's a face jockey a face uh, not a face jockey. Space, yeah, jockey space jockey yeah which is a weird fucking toy to have um finishing up did you see the sideshow collectibles ash from evil dead 2. i did this looks very cool i mean bruce campbell love evil dead i still need to finish off uh, ash versus evil dead and uh i just love that what fascinated me about this toy was um the boots the little laces on the boots yeah are insane no
1: i mean like i've, I've got a couple of the uh the the early um, si- uh, sideshow quarter scale figures,
0: and mm-hmm. the detail
1: on them is pretty amazing. Is this is
0: quarter. Or this one's sixth. What was one sixth? One sixth. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, one sixth scale. Yeah, one sixth scale. Like the, the shirt the is torn perfectly. It just looks—it's—it's amazing. No, it's
1: badass. I mean, all, all of their stuff is generally, generally, really, really good. And this
0: is only two hundred and forty dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: is that it's all? cheaper than Lego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the rationale you'll use with your wife. <laughs>
0: So if you want to uh, get in touch with us uh, for this next section uh, you can email us at podcast at mcapponfries.com
1: that's right and um and once again just to remind you we are sponsored by greenroom136.com um and uh one of the things that one of their uh, items that you might want to check out is their bootstrap you Now, the bootstrap is your traditional single strap messenger style urban bag designed with multiple compartments and pockets for the more rational pack rat. It is a bag that is neither serious nor too casual, making it a bag that will grace from meeting rooms to the pub without the stair. Made using military-grade materials, this pack is mighty tough and durable. It is water-resistant, rain will just repel off the bag, and during heavy pour, the extra layer of tarpaulin will... Tarpaulin? S- tarpaulin... Tarpaulin. Tarpaulin. Fucking, you know, don't stop me in the middle of a fucking <laughs> <laughs> We'll stop water seepage into your bag, keeping your carry bone, car- keeping your carry bone dry at all times.
0: Keeping your carry bone.
1: Car- <laughs> like, dude, I didn't write this. Who wrote this? Keeping your carry bag
0: bone dry at all times.
1: I particularly like the fact that these bags come with three grab handles you need to you need to proofread this <laughs> uh, very, very useful when grabbing the bag from the car or airplane overhead compartments unlike most messenger bags the bootstrap the bootstrap is super comfortable on the shoulder it's because of the wide 2 inch safety belt yes it's safety belt and a plush shoulder pad that works for more about bootstrap visit greenroom 136.com slash Bootstrap.
0: And don't forget, we have a, when you're checking out from greenroom136.com, if you use the p- promo code MACYAP10, you can get 10% off. Cool. Cool. On to our uh, questions and stuff and emails. All right. So, first of all, some people got in a little late on the old uh, Star Wars thing, but I'm going to edit these for spoilers. So, just to let them uh, We put a shout out on Facebook for comments on Star Wars. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. This one comes in from Farina Ali on Facebook, who's to work with. So she says to spoiler cast some revealing pots here. Mm, it's fine. I know you didn't ask for a rating, but it's a seven out of ten. A seven out of ten for me. Tongue emoticon, I guess, cutting and pasting from Facebook. Facebook does that. <laughs> The plotline to me is a bit of a remake from New Hope. It took only several starfighters and small explosives to explode a giant slide. So side. this is <clears throat> this, this is uh, this person's uh, review of the movie? Basically. Right. But it was comments, basically, what right, we asked Right, 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 right. So, and come on, I think the villains are way too lame this time. There's no mastermind like Palpatine and Snoke is too kind. Agreed. I find it too hard to absorb Kylo's emo-ish act at first, and the way that they revealed his baby face too much, which we said just before the show, Yeah. should reveal it only at the bridge scene. Some people complain about no words from such and such character, returning character, but I find that's okay because silence can be a very powerful emotion. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, I like the new soundtrack, although I miss the Imperial March a lot, and the way J.J. introduces new characters while still appreciating the old elements. Mm-hmm. Not spoiler, not spoiler. Yeah, it's all good. My favorite scene was the Garbage Falcon. I almost brought a tear to my eyes. Oh. Finally, you gotta watch the movie more to it than once to appreciate it. That's how I feel. The second time I watched it actually, um I agree that you should watch it more than once. Yeah, but the second time I was more tearing up at Ray's moments than I had been with the with the older actors, which is what happened the first time. Oh, I was really? actually getting her kinda her cool moments got me more. Oh uh, yeah, nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm gonna go see it again tonight. <laughs> in IMAX because I haven't seen it in IMAX yet um charles donnelly friend of the show and who's been on the show um, and, and
1: who will be sh- and who will be returning to the country
0: oh is he yeah yeah he and kingsley are both coming back for a show oh cool when's that i think it's in june or july I think could we might one. have those thespians on the show maybe yeah maybe so probably too late for the podcast but what was all the hype about star wars Saw it over christmas thought the casting was dubious at best and as for the scottish space pirate awful <laughs> I forgot what you saw with the Scottish space pirate, but there is a Scottish Han guy. Han Solo. Han Solo. You're a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fucking Kanji Club's gonna fucking kill you.
1: I never made a deal with Kanji Club. Why don't you ask Kanji the Club? Club. <laughs> <laughs> and then in comes
0: the raid and says nothing. I did watch the, the credits this time and it had like um, additional car- fight choreography during the Fraser scene right. by the two actors from the raid. Right. It's like. Is there a fight scene in a freighter scene? Mm -hmm. So obviously there was something cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other thing he says like, Tell the first order that Han Solo's escaping (laughs) with the droid. (laughs) On board the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) You might as
1: well just get fucking Mike Myers to dub over it. Yeah. Get in my belly. Get in my belly.
0: (laughs) I'm all about the farce. Um, so long time before Christmas there was an email came in from JC asking about your giant forearm or bicep. Do you remember this? Yes, yes, yes. So this email comes in again from JC who said, I was watching Zan Asley's vlog and saw Gavin's forearm look like Popeye. If compared to the photos of Gavin in his book, wondered if he's working out of any sorts, that's all. I've actually watched this video, we'll put it in the show notes, and your arm does look surprisingly large. It's mm-hmm. from the MPH bookstores launch.
1: Um, well I mean like compared to the photos in my book yes I mean since then I've worked
0: out yeah it was lifting all that heavy camera equipment
1: the, yeah 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 absolutely <laughs> so I mean like I was I won't, it I won't say I won't say it's like Popeye size <laughs> but
0: it's definitely um, I think there's a slight fisheye effect on there uh, it's definitely bigger on the inside it's it's
1: definitely <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely uh it's definitely bigger than it was when I was shooting take me to dinner that's for sure mm.
0: Uh another email comes in from no name says hi Anne and Gavin. Happy New year. What t v shows have you been watching? um I've been sort of
1: getting into um finally getting into American horror story oh yeah um. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. It's really good. Um I really enjoyed the first season, which is essentially a haunted house thing. I mean, one thing I really like it is that we re- really like about it is that every season they switch it up. Yeah. So it's a different story, but With they the re- they reuse the same actors for the most part. I yeah. mean, they do um have some It's cool. The the the, the return of the anthology is kind of sweet. Um so I'm cu- at the moment kind of halfway through the third season, which is the witches' cover. And, and that's a little bit shit. Yeah. I mean, not shit. It's just it's so it's so, it it veers in so many different um, places tonally mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to the first two seasons that had a very clear idea of the tone they wanted whereas, oh. whereas season three is kind of a little all over the place and
0: four, four is hotel is it with um, no, no, four is a freak show <coughs> oh, five and is hotel five Jeez, is hotel with you know Lady you Garner. feel old when there's a show it's like almost what catch up with that season it's only been on a little while ago and then there's five fucking seasons of it yeah, yeah but I so yeah, I mean I've been
1: uh, catching up on that and enjoying it and also um just, I mean, I mean, the show's no longer on the air, but uh, just been watching Party Down. Oh yes, that's and excellent. It's very funny. It's great. It's very funny. Go
0: before its time. Was it two seasons of that or just one? It's two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched. I watched all of that.
1: But I, I'm generally pretty late with TV. Mm. Um, I usually, I usually watch stuff pretty late. Mm. You're not on Netflix. No. Nah.
0: Um, what I've been watching is. And I love Veep. Yes. Yeah, Veep cracks me up. Mm. Yeah, I'm still slowly I I when I when I mean
1: I mean I still you know like I still watch reruns I still watch like uh, uh episodes of Parks and Rec that I've already seen like tons of times. Yeah. You know I mean I'll watch like old Arrested Development episodes. <laughs> so I, I
0: am that kind of guy that will like You're like a child watching Frozen over and over again. Yeah, pretty much, you know. I'll, <laughs> only, I'll watch only with I'll, good I'll
1: watch Parks and Rec and Modern Family and and uh, Arrested Development, you know, and, and the wife will just be like, "Oh for fuck's sake." <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
0: Parks and Rec is one that I've been. And rationing. I'm only
1: I'm only just now getting into Sherlock. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: Jesus yeah. So, Christ! So I'm I'm re- I, I'm very late. I haven't seen the Abominable Bride, so I have to catch up on that. Because even though I could have watched it live, I was like, if I watch it live, and this happened with Doctor Who, did I tell, I didn't mention this in the last podcast, I do think. Like, the moment I'm sitting down watching the BBC in good old Ireland, you know, but close enough to Blighty that it's live. Yeah. Not gonna have to, you know. I've got the TV room, the, the television room to myself, and I just know. That because I'm watching it live and I can't pause it, the moment I get invested in this show, my mom or my sister or my dad are going to walk in and say, what are you watching? What's this? Hmm? Oh, is this any good? Do you like this stuff? And just like, and I was, I was slightly off with my estimate. My mom came in five minutes after I expected her to and started talking to me about it. Mm -hmm. So I went in and ruined Downton Abbey for them. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I need to I need to catch up on that. I have been watching my, Jessica my, Jones because my, I was behind My, my mom, completely, over Christmas, completely ruined
1: Scandal for my wife. And here's the first...
0: When she was watching, she was further ahead, was it? My,
1: my wife is uh, very impressive. She watched, like, I think the first... Okay, whatever, let's just say... Just leave it at your wife, I, is very impressive. I, I, I don't know how many seasons there are of Scandal. Neither do I. Like, um, let's just say there are five. I yep. could be wrong. I've never seen a single episode. I don't know. Let's just say there's five. Yeah. Um, my wife is at season four. Right. my mom does not watch Scandal. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't watch Scandal. She saw one fucking episode. <laughs> she saw one fucking episode and talked about it at dinner. Oh and God. It was, and it was an episode from season five. Shit. And, and my wife is just like, what?
0: <laughs> Just like, it's <laughs> like gr- grabbing the butter knife and
1: shut your fucking mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs>
0: oh man, that sucks. Yeah, that's why I knew. So over the last few weeks, it's like that
1: fucking ten-year-old who gave away the huge Star Wars spoiler <laughs> outside IMAX
0: <laughs> while a bunch of people were waiting to go inside. Ah, oh, it's a dick move. You got a you teach your kids not to spoil folks. Um. So sorry. Yeah, I was catching up. Uh Jessica Jones. I finished that. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch Arrow, Flash. As soon as they're out, I'll watch those. Yeah. Um, like that's the weekly. I get I don't. I don't watch that much TV Monday to Thursday. If I have time, I'll try and watch. I'm still going through Parks and Rec. I haven't finished it yet. All right. Um, but because like you know you. People aren't spoiling Parks and Rec for you. I know there's a time jump for the last season, but that's not a big fucking problem. Whereas people will start talking about what happened in Flash and Arrow pretty quick. Yeah. I started watching Supergirl, and it's actually I've fun. Heard, I've heard it's, it's, it's all right. It's a three-minute pop song. It's good puppy fun. I've heard it's all right. Um. Fuck, there's a lot. I need to watch that Sherlock thing. I watched. Oh, I got drunk last week and watched Scenario Chronicles, and that was weird. Um. I'm trying to watch The Expanse, but I don't know what that needs to be yet. So I'm not sure of that. And whenever my girlfriend and I watch TV, we watch The Good Wife. And that's fucking good. Good Wife is good. Yeah, because it's like three shows in one.
1: And The Good Wife is good. Like, parts of it are a comedy, parts of it are a drama, and parts yeah. of it are like a, you know, thriller, legal thing, you know? Yeah, that? some
0: of it's Alan McBeal, some of it's, um, you know, political thing. And then, you know, you still, they never really just, they still have never just said outright. What, see, what season are you on? Second. All right. They've not really just said outright, you know, whether the husband is a bad guy or not. Oh, there's so much more coming I know, anyway. but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's clever they're doing that. And mm-hmm. I've I someone tweeted about watching starting it recently and how it's you know and all that kind of stuff. I was like, I suppose yeah, it was like what seven years ago it started more, mm-hmm. um, but it's damn good and you know Juliana uh, Margules is, is always she's always cool for me. and it's nice to see her get to play a cool role. Yeah, no, she's very good in this. And the guy who plays Carrie is great. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's that smug little grin in his face yeah, all yeah, fucking yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, and then Michael Ely, is Ealy Early, who's in um that robot show with um, Ely. Healy, he turned up with that robot show, what was it called? The one with um, the bones and dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being Col- human. Call Col- Col- Urban. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good show actually. So it was good to see him because he's, he's got a winning smile. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a good show. Final question comes in again from No Name. What are your favorite David Bowie on-screen personas? I liked them as Jareth the Goblin King and Labyrinth. Then again, most people did. I think we covered a little bit of that. I mean, Jareth was... My, my favorite is Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence.
1: Really? Yeah, yeah. I have watched that a long time. That, that movie fucked me up. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just find that movie very harrowing, very... Mm. very. Uh, it's the imagery from... The images So that, that last image with him sort of buried in the sand up to mm. his head um, and where that, that the Japanese um, uh, officer sort of cuts his hair off mm. uh, is very... I, I remember it very clearly. <laughs> and the music. I mean, yeah. The that, Sakamoto, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the music was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just that bit
0: where he goes up to the soldier and kisses him on the cheek. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your watch, there's your David Bowie rewatch. Yeah. The Hunger used to be on all the time on TNT when we had that when we were stealing cable back see, home. See, I haven't seen The Hunger in a long time. I think the last time I saw it, I was probably 13, 14. Yeah, like it was a bit on Late Night with yeah. movies in it, so. Yes. Um, but yeah, just it's a like weird watch. stylish as shit. Yeah. Fucking Tony Scott. And Freaky Ending. Like what mm-hmm. happens to him is fucking freaking. Yeah. yeah. Can I swear reviews finally. Okay. Um, I'll just do sisters quickly. Uh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, the CM, end. Not CM, <laughs> not, not CM Punk. What's his name? I think it's the other guy. I keep John forgetting. Cena. John Cena. I didn't realize it was John Cena. I didn't know. I don't watch wrestling. And, so I keep... and Ike Baron. Holtz. whatever his name is. The guy from Mindy Project. Oh, is he from Mindy Project? Yeah. He, he's pretty good. James he, Brolin. He, he's very funny. James Brolin and Diane West origi- are pretty good. He's originally good. from uh, Matt TV. Uh, James Brolin and the N West are very good as well. But essentially, um, they're two sisters who, when they were growing up, Tina Fey was the wild one and Amy Poehler was the... Straight one. Yeah. She was what she called the party mom. Yeah. And these have big parties. And they find you know, Amy Tina Fey's life is fucked. Um they're gonna to Florida, I think it is, to their parents' house. Amy Poehler knows the parents are gonna sell the house, so they throw a big party. Yeah. Um, and for this one time they're gonna switch it. So for once, Amy Polar is gonna get fucking loose. And Tina Fey is going to be the party mom. And they are gonna get loose. It's gonna be drugs, it's gonna be this is not like, you know, PG fucking thirteen. I think it's it's an all-rated comedy. Yeah. And it's fucking funny. The, the the, the insults are great. Um, John Cena just stands out the whole time. He's got a great role going on. Tina Fey, it, it you know it's hard to think of her not as Tina Fey. Well, uh, from from Thirty Rock, Liz Lemon, Liz Lemon, and yeah. uh, Amy Poehler does get to be a little more loose. But um, it's you know it's always tricky when you're watching a comedy. You don't hear much about it, and you you hear much about it. But like like Trainwreck, my girlfriend didn't find that that funny, and Trainwreck was more drama with comedy bits. This is a comedy yeah it's uh it's like the good guys was it the good guys the other guys that level the, the of like guys. that level of like when uh will ferrell and um Mark Wahlberg. was working when that partnership was working i've, I've yeah. heard like step uh, not step that's what is it called the other guys you know the new one um stepdad oh, step, oh Dad. uh, da- daddy's home daddy's home yeah i've heard that doesn't work so well yeah um, but this is like a great pairing that works perfectly. yeah do a comic oh and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> mayor Mayor rudolph's pretty funny as well she gets to be a real bitch
1: She does that pretty well. Yeah. Uh, So, just uh, switching gears to uh, comic books, I'll just do a really quick um, review of the uh, first three issues of uh, Superman, American Alien, which is uh, written by Max Landis, the uh, writer of Chronicle, uh, also um, American Ultra, and also Victor Frankenstein. Yeah. but uh, I think, and who also I, says
0: very clearly that you know what's on the script is never what's on, not always what's on the screen.
1: Yes, and uh, but I think you know as far as uh, the end product is concerned, I think we can all agree the Chronicle remains his his best work. Mm. Uh, but he's been very vocal about the fact that you know what you as you say what you write doesn't go on the screen. I think actually
0: he's just been very vocal. Yes, he's all the time. He's a very vocal guy. He's, he is
1: his father's son. Yes. <laughs> um, I really, I really enjoyed this. I'm really enjoying this, this, um, this comic. I think it's very, it's very clever in the sense that, um, so it's like a seven issue miniseries yeah. that is focusing on seven different parts of um, Clark's life. It's not about Superman. It's about Clark. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting in the sense that he's got a different artist for each issue. Okay. Um, and he was interviewed about it, and he made a very good point. Is like you know the way the way you remember your life when you're eight is not the way. You, oh yeah, that always makes sense. Yeah, the way you remember your life when you're 18, the way you remember your life when you're 25. So it's very clever yeah. that he's got different artists to um, to uh, uh, illustrate each uh, each issue. Yeah. The first issue focuses on him when he's a kid. You know, like when he's like you know like eight or nine. The second issue is when he's a teenager mm-hmm. uh, in high school. And issue three is when he's uh, he's just turned 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool in the sense that it uh, has fun with the whole idea of growing up being a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. And so, if growing, up, if growing up is a pain in the ass, imagine growing up having these kinds of powers. yeah, um, And it doesn't shy away from how that can have... Terrible consequences. Yeah. Um, so in the first one, the first one's very feel good, very Norman Rockwell kind of thing, you know. It's, and that's sort of the, his biggest issue in, in in the first issue is uh, just him trying to deal with like, fuck, how do I stop floating? Yeah.
0: You know, it's like just things like that. I've seen some uh, some reviews and I heard heard some stuff on this and that, that. The floating thing seems to be pretty pretty cool.
1: It's pretty fun, and you know, and uh, and and it's done in a very sweet way. It's quite heartwarming. The re- it it sort of builds the relationship with his with his two parents. Um, you know, with his Earth parents, with um, Ma and Pa Kent. Um, in in issue two, um, where he's a teenager, it becomes a little it becomes much darker. Where you, we get a sense of this could be the first time he actually takes the law into his own hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't know. You kind of get the impression that it is. Yeah. And the people that he's dealing with are fucked up, and they're not afraid to like open fire just like that. Mm. And it's like, how do you deal with that? And it shows the It shows what happens when you do not have control over heat vision. Ah. And it's... I won't say what happens, but... It's pretty. It's you know. It's pretty visceral. Wow. And, um And and that, that's that's the nice thing about it. I mean, it doesn't shy away from that. Hmm. Um, there's there's a little and it has little tag ons at the end of each issue mm-hmm. that give you a sense of what's coming. Mm-hmm. So like at the end of issue two, there's this little thing that um, is very clearly reference um, in reference to Doomsday. Oh, okay. And so you get a sense that Doomsday is going to appear at some point. But it's
0: not always the next issue. No. It might be later. Yeah. On. It's later on.
1: It's later on. So and. Um, and issue three, where he's uh, turning twenty-one, and uh, he's he's mistaken for uh, he crashes a party because he's mistaken for Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and it's about how he decides, fuck it, I'm just gonna take advantage of this shit. Yeah, yeah. And has and he has fun with it. Yeah. And it's uh, and it that's ha- a nice twist. And it has this whole idea of, you know, like because you know because he meets this girl, and and you have that sort of that that experience that most guys have, where you meet someone different, meet someone who's exciting, who just kind of doesn't judge you mm. and you have this great night where you sort of look at things and then he's like fuck it why have i never done this before yeah, yeah. Like, and it's all like you know I, I, like i don't want to stay in smallville for the rest of my fucking life you know, <laughs> you know like, it's, that, it's that kind of thing you know how yeah and it's nice because all of that stuff has always been kind of brushed
0: over it's it's never really been. We're, to be fair, we're usually like not the fucking origin story again. Exactly, but this is not an origin. If this is not the fucking origin. This story. This is not
1: an origin story. Yeah. This is this is a, a this is a coming of age tale. This is this is him growing up. Yeah. But but it's done in a way that is ident. You can relate to it. Hmm. Even though he's fu- he's got all these fucking powers, you can kind you can, he's. There's uh, similar
0: problems you had at that
1: age. Yeah, I mean, uh, Max Landis has managed to identify those key points. Where it's like, okay, the first time you get into a fight, yeah, you know, the first time, you know, the first time you, uh, you know, you, the first time you you break the law, you know, think things like that. Yeah. And what what what's what's very nice about this is that all of his friends know about his powers. Yeah. And the way they just give him shit for it. It's like Pete Ross on the. Yeah, end. yeah. Pete Ross is just, you know, it's. <laughs> You know, for you know, for a guy with like you know, for a guy with like you know, X-ray vision, you you are pretty fucking short-sighted. <laughs> you know, so, you know they, they they just give each other shit. Yeah, they give each other shit, and that's
0: nice. Because they're they're past the initial yeah break something. Right
1: they're away. past they're past yeah. all that. You know, it's like we know you've got powers. Fucking deal with it. Yeah, you know, like we, we it doesn't matter. That's
0: really cool way
1: it Yeah, and and so and by doing that, you you get rid of all of that um, bullshit that comes with Superman uh, with with Clark Kent always having to hide yeah and so with this you sort of bypass all of that and it's like
0: the reason why hellboy started when it, the world knows about hellboy yeah and they think he's cool yeah and that's fine yeah um i'm interested to see what this three issues down is it it's three issues down out of um, seven out of seven no, that's interesting and he's 20 in the third one what age is he he's, i don't know oh but like um, the third one is set around you've seen the third one right i've seen the third one. Third one he's, tw- he's 21 21 okay that's still so the that's op- interesting because i you know, a lot of people say that you know the problem with writing Superman is like writing Superman is the hardest part. Like, you know, writing these parts might be the fun part, but it would be interesting. There's four issues to go. we would be interested to see what he does with the more superhero aspects of it because well, it's again, it, no, it's a crutch people rely on. Rely on this. it's like, oh yeah, he's so hard to write. He's a big blue scout and stuff like that, and then, it can't be a, and hurt. And where's the drama coming from? It's like you're not trying fucking hard enough. Yeah. So I'm looking forward, to, based on what you said so far, I look forward to see what he could do with that
1: issue. Issue one is um, uh, drawn by Nick Drakota. Uh, issue two is by Tommy Lee Edwards. Uh, issue three is uh, jo- Joelle Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, future artists are Jock, Jay Lee, oh, Ryan Jock. Sook, and Jonathan Case.
0: No, I like Jock and uh, Jay Lee, Ryan Sook, yeah. Not
1: yeah. So I, I'm enjoying it so far. Cool.
0: Has it been on sale on Comixology or anything? Uh, no. Yeah, probably maybe when the whole thing comes out, might be on sale. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, another big release I forgot to do first uh, was um, last week I got to see the big short. I want to see the big shorts. So this is a movie about the 2007. Nominee for Best Picture. Uh, won Best Comedy at the Critics' Choice. Yeah, I'm going to get to that in a minute. So uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know you had issues. Yeah. no. The, well, first of all, it's a movie about like a series of guys who realized that the housing crisis, uh, the housing bubble in the US is built on shitty foundations and that they, like uh, Christian Bale's character, um, they're all based on real characters. Yeah. Well. Mike Burry. Uh, Mike what? Michael Burry, right? Uh, Burry? Yeah, Michael Burry. Doctor um a drumming metallica listening uh financial hedge fund manager pantera pantera he listens to Metallica in the movie as well um have you read the book no nah. Dick. i've been tempted to <laughs> um essentially he spots this is going to happen um you know there is no way to financially you know it kind of exposes the whole system of banking as making bets mm-hmm. um there is no financial instrument to bet against the bank system so he convinces banks to create one and they gladly take his money because if the housing market keeps going up, he has to pay them shit tons of millions. Mm-hmm. But if it crashes, then they pay him out. And he's written in like, well, if you do, you know, if the, if you, a crash happens and that's going to affect your bottom line. So you need to put in, in contingency so that I get paid if you go bankrupt. Right. So he's thought it through. He's played out. They think he's a lunatic. He's going to take his money. Yeah. Obviously, things don't go the way plans. plans. Um, word gets out and some other guys find out about what's going on. And it's all these guys, I mean, Brad Pitt's on the poster, but it's actually two other guys he helps out, so they got fucked. Um, Steve Carell plays more of a crusading guy who just fucking hates the big man and gets wind of this out uh, of a parody. They break their fourth rule, so they're like, this didn't really happen this way, but fuck it, roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Gosling is in it doing a um, Bradley Cooper in American Hustle, mm-hmm. wearing a wig and looking a bit weird- weirdly tanned. Mm-hmm. He gets involved in this whole thing as well. He talks to the camera a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real Adam McKay style there with it. But it's an okay movie. When things are supposed to happen, they don't happen because obviously the banks are covering their asses. And mm-hmm. so, the, the, you know, they could see the crash should be happening. But no, all the bonds are still rated at AAA and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. They explain the whole financial thing really, really well. Mm-hmm. Using Jenga blocks and celebrities. Like they'll, they'll cut to say, and here's such and such to explain uh, subprime mortgages. And it's like, you know, a hot actress in the back. I don't want to spoil it, but it's, like, it's cool the things that pop up like that. A little surprise. Mm-hmm. So it's visually interesting, but that doesn't quite mix with the story right. so well, the, the, the subject matter. Um, I don't for the life of me know why it is getting Best Picture nominations. It is a good movie, um, relatively good movie. Um, it explains it all very well up until a certain point where it, tr- it stumbles a certain sp- spot, where yeah. there's something that happens and there's no real explanation of what's happening. Whereas up until this point, they've explained it so well that you're left kind of thinking, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Um, the director fucks with the audience a little bit as well, where there's like a big moment for one, uh, for Steve Carroll's character. It's a conversation with his wife, and they just fuck with the sound mix. Which is, you gotta do it so you can't hear them at all and put the music playing or do something else, but you let us know what's going on. But they're just going back and forth, and as times it's stylistic and times it's like, no, this is wrong. Um... Like I said, it's an interesting, it's a good entertaining movie if you, want to, if you want to know more about the financial crisis and you want to be entertained and there's a good few laughs in it. Right. But, best picture? What? Best, best actor? Christian Bale is a series of ticks in this. Like, it's not acting, it's literally showboat acting, you know what I mean? He doesn't, He just sits in his room and kind of. Like, and there's a lot of lingering shots of him doing this. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, we're, this is the best actor, this will be the, the role shown. You know what I mean? That obvious kind of actor. But apparently, I mean like, that's how, how that guy is. That's interesting, but in the movie, it just comes off as like you're weird, right? Okay. Like, and you're indulgently weird. Like, you're doing this, and it's actually holding up the story, right? Like, you're lingering on this guy at the beginning of the movie. I don't know what's going on, and you're just wasting my time at this point, right? Like, if it, it's cool if they had like skipped between the four characters first, and actually shown that later on, and shown the stress he was under and all that kind of stuff, as you know, people wanted to withdraw their funds from his investment fund and all that stuff. It doesn't doesn't come across that way for me, right? Um, so it's enjoyable, just I don't know if it's that. Um, it's, the award seems really weird to me. Out. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's that one. Um. Finally, when I was flying back to Ireland, I saw two plane flight, uh, flight, two f- films on the flight. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, you should take these with a pinch of salt because when you're tired and emotional on a plane. <laughs> I can't trust any reviews of uh, movies seen on a plane. Yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> both these movies. So uh, if you say it's like. Three stars, I'll assume it's two.
0: Well, luckily we don't use stars on this show.
1: If you say it's a uh, fucking eight, I'll assume it's six.
0: Yeah, and um, we talked about this movie back in approaching Halloween that we're showing uh, trailers for. It's called The Final Girls. Yeah. Um, it's a cool movie about some kids who get stuck inside a movie essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they get stuck inside a horror movie where one of the characters' mothers is there, and uh, her mother actually died in real life. Does Jamie Lee Curtis turn up? No. Then. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they couldn't get it, but no, it is very, very funny. And like, there is a whole thing of like, you know, them finding out the rules and like, well, obviously we can't die. And then obviously someone gets killed in the most brutal way imaginable. Is it like scream for a new generation? In a way, yeah. But it but it, I, it works. I mean, there's some gags don't work, but there is like when the, they have a flashback and the color leeches out of the screen. It's like, oh my God, am I having a fucking stroke? <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, um, they know there's like... Uh, there's like the, you know they know that when you have sex or you do anything sexy, the killer will come. Yeah. That is how he is triggered. Right. So like there's one girl who's totally fucking horny all the time. Like they just try. They wrap her up in um, you know like a, what do you call it? A life jacket and put mm-hmm. oven mitts on her hands so she can't take her top off. Because okay. she just keeps doing it in like not overly obvious ways. Right. But and then she gets some um, what is it? Ritalin or something like that. She forgets for ADHD, ADHD yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So. I like Ridlin. Yeah. <laughs> that is the fucking uh, keeps you focused yeah. <laughs> so there's that kind of thing and then they try to trap the killer and like you know they, they know how they the, the movie ends and stuff like that so right. they obviously the work around that the girl who is the final girl exits the movie too early so they know we're fucked they have to come up with a new final girl and just seeing them try to some of the jokes aren't land as the way they want them to but it is just playing with the, the horror tropes in a fantastic way and the fact that whenever the bad guy turns up you hear shh, shh, shh. And they reference that and they're like, they're looking up to hear the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff. It works really well. They're tripping over the fucking titles. Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> oh, cool.
0: Um, so it's very much, they are in the movie and it, it all makes beautiful sense. But also it's the relationship between the mom and her daughter and it, that it's really that is really handled quite well. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I know that we've talked to before about Mark Kermode, the BBC uh, critic and his radio show with Simon Mayo. And they have started a section recently on, I can't remember the acronym, but it's like Air Flight Induced uh, lacrimosity Syndrome, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Which is basically crying while watching movies on airplanes. Yep. so I might be giving it like it might. I wasn't crying, laughing, watching the final girls, but like it did get. It, it is kind of touching in a little way. It has that nice kind of mix.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I need to watch it again to see if it still has that mix when I'm on uh, when I'm at sea level. Right. Definitely highly recommended though. Um, not quite as funny as sisters, but almost. And for horror fans, should dig it. Okay. And finally, I'll finish with uh, another Max Landis joint, uh, American Ultra, which died in its fucking ass when it came out. Yep. So this is the movie about a stoner who finds out he's actually a sleeper agent for the some shadowy secret agency group. Um, It's kind of got uh, po- publicized as kind of a stoner comedy, was Max Landis was kind of giving out about it a bit, and like, it's like, it was more comedy-style thing. It actually comes off as like a more, slightly younger, uh, gross point blank in a way, mm-hmm. but with a weird, um, I'm trying to think of something else with the weird cast of characters, because Topher Grace plays like, the hotshot head of the secret agency, the CIA, the CIA group who's out to get him. Yeah. That they're closing up shop. Yeah. Um, and Connie Britton plays the old one. Mm -hmm. And like, they have as much play as the other characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Walton Goggins turns up as a fucking, the new psycho program, the new psycho killer program is, he's part of that team. There's more of them. Yeah. But Jesse Eisenberg just keeps kicking their ass. Mm -hmm. It's got some sweet moments with Cursor Stewart. I mean, she, I didn't want to claw her eyes out in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, there is some nice moment. Tover Grace getting to be angry enough a lot of the time. If shit doesn't go his way, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty funny guy when I mean, he does that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of gunfire. I found it pretty funny. Tony Hale's got a nice role in it as well. Like it is, like I said, that it's that kind of cast where, like Gross Point Blank, it's a lot of real, lot of cool people doing little bits but doing them really, really well. Yeah. And it does hold together pretty well. I want. I mean, I do want to see it. Yeah. You know, even though it didn't do well, I, I, I am interested to watch this movie. Hmm. And I, uh, I enjoyed it. Um he's a fuck-up anyway you know there's a whole lot of reasons for some of his fuck-up stuff and uh it, it it turns out really well sweet so i enjoyed that as well okay cool so that is our monster what won't be all this long folks uh it's a long one for the uh end of the year but we will get to you we'll talk to you again next time we'll probably have the revenant and a few other movies by then um don't forget you can go to greenroom136.com and buy some shit and um, you can email us at podcast at
1: Or oh, if you want to look for us on uh, Twitter, I'm at Gavyap. On Instagram, I'm at Gavyap77. Seven seven.
0: I'm at McNasty Prime on all social media networks and video game platforms. And uh, if you could, it would really help us if you go to iTunes and leave us a review. That's how people would find us if they don't know how to find us. So ratings and reviews really help there. Even if it's to say we're shit. Yeah. Just to get a rating and Sometimes there we would are help. shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And then uh, we'll, we'll. What's our witty sign off? uh-huh not today
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's gonna date so bad
1: email email us if you get that reference yeah good night bye